Hey friends, welcome back here to the semi-seminary. And well, we had a little bit of a glitch last week, but that's okay because we're making up for it this week with last week's episode and this week's episode dropping today. This week we continue our look at the prophet from Hebrew scripture, Elijah. Today, we're going to look at the prayer life of the prophet. and We're going to see... Prayer and faith work in miraculous ways. I hope you'll enjoy the episode. I will see you on the other side. Uh, Tonight we're in week number three of our study of Elijah. Tonight's message is the rain came down. And actually this portion of scripture, uh, or the scripture that we're looking at tonight, is actually just a very, very small portion of scripture. And it's... uh, it's, uh, it's not really uh, deep in detail. It's, it's really not. Uh, but it's, it's huge in meaning. And uh, it begins in 1843. 1 Kings, chapter 18, verse 43. The story happens way, way, way before 1843. <laughs> but uh, what... Uh, I want to talk about tonight is Elijah and his ability to pray and the way he understood prayer. Uh, Because uh, Elijah has learned through his testing and through his trials and through his experience with God that he can come before God with boldness and with confidence. And I I hope that you guys can see we can too. I hope you're seeing this through this study. Uh, and we're going to look at his prayer, but let's look at actually a, a, a prayer that he said, but it was not the prayer what we're looking at that causes the events tonight. What we're actually going to do is look at uh, look to the New Testament, to the letter of James, and the fifth chapter, 17th verse, and it starts out like this. It says, Elijah was a person just like us, which I hope is comforting to you, that all of these superheroes, uh, stories that that we have talked about thus far and that we will continue to talk about not only with Elijah but with uh, his successor Elisha and one of the things that it's important for us to know is that they are people of God just like we are right they even though we think of it this way they're not run around the Bible like in a superhero Bible cape right he's just a regular person like you and me And it says, James does, that he prayed earnestly. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. And friends, that's power. I mean, think about it. When was the last time that you prayed that it wouldn't rain and it just stopped in the middle of raining? I mean, over the last couple of days, maybe tomorrow morning, you might want to try that prayer. Right? With the way that's been praying around here. I can't remember ever praying for the rain to stop and the rain just stopped. But one of the things I want us to see tonight about Elijah's prayer life is that as we look at it, we'll find that a lot of us, when we pray, it's kind of like we pray with a little P, a little R, a little A, a little Y. You know, just kind of pray. Little prayers. God, will you help me? God, would you be with me? God, could you bring me healing? God, could you give me dot, dot, dot? We just sometimes pray. 
But when we look at Elijah here, Elijah prays with a capital P, a capital R, a capital A, and a capital Y. He prays with confidence. He prays with boldness that God is going to move and that God is at work. And remember the story, if you will. Uh, I'll recap a little bit for you. Think back uh, last couple of weeks we've been talking about. Remember, again, we have the succession of bad kings. 19 of them in a row. The 19th is this guy named King Ahab, who's the king in Elijah's story. Find that King Ahab is, a, is literally a bad, bad guy. And an, he's an evil guy and a bad, bad king. I mean, he's rotten through and through. And if you recall, she has a famous name. King Ahab's wife is Jezebel, right? And they are not only not living for God as the king and the queen of Israel, but they're literally destroying the kingdom. They're literally, as king and queen, turning the people of God away from God to other gods. And so God says to this prophet Elijah, I need you to go to King Ahab and to Jezebel, and I need you to tell them to turn this thing around. Right? They need to fall before me. They need to get their lives right with me. So Elijah goes to Ahab, he goes to Jezebel, he tells them what God has told them, that they need to turn their life around, and they didn't. And so Elijah says, okay, here's the deal, right? You don't want to do this? Fine. God's going to take away the rain. Then Elijah goes and runs and prays, God, take away the rain. So what we... So what James is talking about, the prayer we just talked about. And God did. Three and a half years, no rain. It was gone, dry. Elijah wakes up one day, says, okay, God, I'm sensing it's a time for the rain to start again. So here's his prayer life in action. If you have your, well, I forgot, you got your notes right there. Turn to 1 Kings chapter 18 if you're listening to us. If you've got your Bible, you want to read along with us. Chapter 18 of 1 Kings. It's going to be around the 43rd verse, I believe, depending on your translation, perhaps. Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel. And that's uh, right there. It's a mountain right there on our map. Climbs to the top of uh, Carmel. And it says he bent down to the ground and he put his face between his knees. Okay, And then he says, go and look toward the sea, he tells the servant. And so the servant, he goes from Mount Carmel, he goes to look. Hey, Elijah, he comes back. Hey, Elijah, nothing there. And Elijah does this seven times. Seven times Elijah says, go and look to the sea, go back. And the seventh time, the servant returns to Elijah and says a cloud that is just about the size of a man's hand, okay? Not a big, just about the size of a man's hand is rising from the sea, one cloud. So we're going to come back to that little part because I think this is really, really exciting. And it is, in fact, the 
uh, motive for our titling tonight's uh, talk, And the Rain Came Down. It's going to rain, by the way. Because uh, here's what I, I think it's important for us to, to pull out of this um, study. The reality is so many of us, so many of us, even those of us that think of ourselves as fully spiritually engaged, so many of us struggle in our prayer lives. And I think mainly it's because one, consistency is tough because we allow our lives to become busier than they should. And authenticity can be hard at times. Because whether we acknowledge it or not, so many of us do wear so many different faces, masks, so to speak, in our lives. And our prayer life has to come, while yes, boldly and with confidence from God, it also must come humbly on our part. It's going to be a big part of what happens in our story, Elijah's humbleness. And I think as a result of an inconsistent prayer life that sometimes can't be authentic, we find ourselves feeling like God doesn't answer our prayers very often. Right? But if we can engage in the story, if we can listen, we can dive into God's word here in front of us, we might be able to walk away with some truths about our prayer lives that we can implement into our lives, and it perhaps might change our prayer lives forever. Hopefully, right? Hopefully we could leave this place not being the same person we were came in. That God would do God's work. That God will transform our relationship with him through this message. So it's important that we dive in and we truly listen to what's going on here. So here's what we're going to do. We're just going to extract truths and nuggets out of this example of this prayer by Elijah. Hopefully we can walk away with four different qualities that I think we can implement into our own prayer lives to make them more effective, okay? So let's get started. Uh, you'll see in your notes there, number one, effective prayers are humble prayers. I just mentioned, we must come before God and humble ourselves in the acknowledgement of who we are in the relationship. Okay, effective prayers are humble prayers. So Elijah climbs to the top of Mount Carmel, Right? He puts on his hiking gear, his north face. He's got his camel back, keep him from being, de be being dehydrated. He's got his GPS. Right? He's making his way up and up and up, and he finds himself at the top, Mount Carmel. Right? He, he needs to be alone with God. With his prayer, he needs to get God's attention. He doesn't feel like the same old, as we do our life, day-to-day -day prayer is appropriate, adequate in this particular situation. They needed some rain. And so he set some time aside. He climbed to the very top. And if you guys will look there, it tells you what happens in 1 Kings. It says that the point in time when Elijah got there to the top of the mountain... Elijah bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. I hope you can picture this picture. Because he makes it to the top, he falls to his knees. He puts his face between his knees and he sits there humbly before a holy God. 
Elijah physically humbles himself before God to put him in a right spiritual position before God. Because that's a picture. This humbleness physically is a picture of spiritually what's going on inside him. He's spiritually humble at that moment. Because Elijah knows something. He, he realizes he can't bring the rain. Elijah realizes that he is small. He is a nobody. He is incapable. He knew they needed the rain. But he also know, knew, Elijah did, that he couldn't do it. And this humbling of himself was him spiritually saying, God, I am small, I am tiny, I am inadequate, and I can't do this, but God, but God, you are big, and God, you are holy, and you are the sustainer, you are the creator, you are the healer, you are the provider. He humbles himself before God because he knew that he couldn't bring the rain, but he knew who could bring the rain. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble, you'll, humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up. He will lift you up. Right? Our God who is the Creator. This is the God who will lift us up. But what we have to understand is that humbling and humility precedes the miraculous in our lives. Our humbleness and our humility will precede the miraculous in our lives. If we want to get God's attention, if we want to see God move, if we want God to listen to our prayer that we're bringing Him, humble ourselves. Humble yourselves before God. Number two, again in your notes there, effective prayers are also Specific prayers. They're specific. Now I need to be honest with you. So many times in my life, again, I'm a wishy-washier, wishy-washy, uh, you know, uh, non-specific praying kind of person. God be with us. God give us strength. God help us. No, Elijah here is specific. Very specific. God, we need some rain. God, it's been three and a half years. Give us water. Give us some H2O, liquid from heaven, right? Milly Vanilli, praying for the rain, right? He's specific. He knew exactly what it was that he wanted. And he says, go ahead and look to the sea. So he told the servant who he'd been praying, right? He says, okay, now I've prayed. Go look to the sea. And he went up and he looked and there was nothing there. But he was specific in what he wanted to ask God for. The power of specific prayer. How God moves and how God works through that. Right? We do not have. You, I, do not have. You do not have because you do not ask God. Right? How simplistic is that? And often we will drive right past that verse. We forget about it because like I was talking about earlier, we allow our lives to get busy, right? 
We don't have, you don't have, I don't have because we don't ask God. We have to become a group of people that will humble ourselves before God. And then come to God without shame and boldness and courage, praying a specific prayer that God would move and work on our behalf. Number three that we're going to look at with effective prayer tonight is effective prayers are persistent prayers. They're persistent. Back to our story. Elijah's humbled himself. He has prayed a specific prayer. And now, okay, go look to the sea, he tells his servant. He went and he looked and the servant came back and he said, hey, nothing there, man. And then he said seven times, Elijah says, hey, I prayed again. I want you to go back. He's up there. He's humbled himself. He's praying a specific prayer. He's praying. He's like, okay, servant, now that I've prayed, I want you to go look. Servant comes back. No rain. He says, okay, hang on a second. So he prays again. Hey, man, no rain. So he sends the servant out and he comes back and he does it again. 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 He does it seven times. Which, which what you don't hear is Elijah saying, uh, what often, what often we will hear our own selves saying, oh, this prayer thing doesn't work, right? Elijah doesn't say, when it comes to this story, God's sleeping, God doesn't care. No, Elijah is laser focused on his specific prayer, and he prays. And he prays, and he prays, and he prays, and he prays, and he prays. This specific prayer. But here's what we have to understand. This is what I love about this story. Elijah and his prayer. Elijah does not allow the outward circumstance of what's going on in his life to affect an inward assurance of him knowing God is at work. He doesn't allow his outward circumstances when it seems like maybe God isn't moving. Maybe it's a timing issue. When it seems like God isn't answering, when it seems like God isn't moving, Elijah doesn't get frustrated. He doesn't throw in the towel. He doesn't say, I'm done. He doesn't say, oh, this stuff doesn't work. He prays and he prays and he prays and it prays. And it doesn't seem like God is working. And he prays and he prays and he prays. He's persistent. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. The effective, fervent, persistent prayer of the righteous person avails much. So, so, so many times when we're down in the dumps, we feel like God is not moving. God's not working, right? We need to write that verse on our heart. Because when we are persistent in our prayer, that's when we will begin to see God move and work. So, here's my question for each one of you, right? 
What if you quit praying for that you need to start praying for again? Maybe it's a marriage. You haven't seen much movement. You kind of quit praying. Maybe it's about a job or the job you have. You've grown tired and weary. Maybe it's your finances, broken relationship. Maybe it's for somebody in the family that doesn't have a relationship with God. It's been years and years and years, and you've been praying and praying and praying, and you just kind of feel like you want to give up. Remember when you want to give up. But the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. So, number one, right? Effective prayers, humble prayers. Uh, number two, effective prayers, specific prayers. Number three, effective prayers are persistent prayers. And then number four, our last one for tonight, effective prayers are expectant prayers. Effective prayers are expectant prayers. The number four here about prayers, right? This is the part that I, I hope might blow your mind. So Elijah, right, here he is, top of the mountain, Mount Carmel. He's humbled himself, specific prayers, right? Persistent prayers, he's not quitting. And then it says this. It says, the seventh time the servant reported, listen, right, servant comes back after no answer all of these times. The seventh time the servant reported, and he says, Elijah, there is a cloud, small as a man's hand, starting to rise from the sea. Look at Elijah's response to that answer. Elijah says, go and tell Ahab right now. Hitch up your chariot. Go down before the rain stops you. Right Now remember, the servant did not say to Elijah, Elijah, there is a massive monsoon thunderstorm that's brewing that is about to take us out. He says, no, he says, Elijah, there is a little itty bitty cloud that maybe if I stuck my hand out, I could probably cover it up. It's that far away and it's that small. Right? And instead... Because of his expectancy, Elijah says, it's coming. It's on. We have to release the emergency management plan, right? Sound the sirens. Get the ambulances and the fire engines fired up. The monsoon, get them ready. The life vests, life vests in the boat. And King Ahab, you better get down the mountain because why? Because there is a cloud. As small as a man's hand. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous kind of faith. So, I mean, because, right? I'm an Okie, right? So that would have been me. I'd be like, okay, that's, that's cool. There's a little cloud. But then I'd like, all right, let's check out what Gary England's got to say. Right? And then there's like, a, you know, I want to see, is there a hook echo in there? Can we get Val on the Gintner? Right? And then maybe once, when Val and Amy, you know, confirm it, yes, 
then I might still just sit here and go, well, I'm going to wait here until a couple of drops fall on my bald head. Right? Then, I'll, then I know it's going to rain. Elijah was expected. He puts all this stuff into play. Right? Costs the city tons of money. Makes everybody mad with the tornado sirens. On the belief that God is going to move and do something miraculous. Again, as we wrap, turning back to the gospel account, New Testament, gospel account of Mark. Mark's uh, gospel account uh, records this. Therefore, I tell you, whatever, whatever it is, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours in faith. Put action into place. Now, just a side note, that is not meant for investment advice, okay? (laughs) But what it does mean is put action in place. Believe that God can, that God wants to, and that God will answer your prayers. Put action into place. Believe that God is going to move and that God is going to do the work. So, at the end of our story tonight, what happens to Elijah? After he called out all the troops, he evacuated the town, everybody's gone. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. Just picture this. Like, imagine this as a movie in your head. Sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose. Here it is. It's unbelievable. It's ridiculous to me. A heavy rain came on. Came on. And Ahab rode off to Jezreel. And the power of the Lord came upon Elijah. Let me tell you today, friends, God answers prayer. God moves supernaturally on behalf of God's people, of which you are a part. Any questions? Awesome. Thank you, guys. Well, that kind of hits me in the gut there. You know, the question about how expectant, how consistent is my, how faithful is my prayer life? Because I'm, I'm just like everybody else. I pray and I pray and then I don't, I don't see results. And, and then I begin to wonder. I begin to question. I, I begin to doubt. Elijah here shows us the power of expectant, of consistent prayer. Of consistent and expectant prayer that is filled with faith. That that prayer is a prayer that will be answered just as sure as you can imagine anyway it's something to uh, think about I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next time